Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And on this episode, we get into how headaches and neck pain and shoulder pain are all linked. We literally had a client that came in and had had headaches for years. I mean, most of the time our clients come in, they've had pain for years, um, probably 10 years. And she also was going to a chiropractor for shoulder pain. And she didn't realize that it was all linked together. And I was like, oh yeah, they, they're, they're all connected. And that's what we're gonna talk about on, on this episode. And we're gonna get into our top three exercises that we also share with our clients. Um, not everyone, but probably like 90% of our clients pretty much do, do these three exercises that we um, give out that start giving them some relief. So you're gonna learn a lot about that in this episode as well. And you're just gonna get an understanding of how everything is connected. And also really just giving you hope that, that there's a solution for what's going on with you. Because when you have neck pain and headaches, um, that go into the shoulder, it's exhausting. It literally is exhausting. Patients will go to, um, bed, wake up to have the pain, to just deal with it during the day, to come back home, not wanting to talk to anyone, not wanting to do anything with family and friends to go to bed, to, to wake up and do everything all over again. And, and a lot of times the doctors are made, make you feel like, there's nothing you can do. You're, you're a little crazy. Um, they can't find anything wrong. I mean, we see stuff like this all the time. So that's what we're going to get into on this episode. So, um, enjoy. This is the empower your life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, I am so excited to be doing this talk on the surprising link between shoulder pain, neck pain, and headaches and how they're all connected. And that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today as well as my top three tips. So um, let's get started. A little bit about us. So I'm Stephanie and I've been a PT for over 20 years. I don't feel like I'm old enough to be a PT for over 20 years, but whatever, it's, it's been, it was really fast. Um, I also played uh, collegiate soccer, um, was super active growing up, was always curious about the body. So for me, PT school was just like that natural, like, yes, that's what I wanna do because I wanna figure everything out. I wanna figure all my aches and pains out, especially as I've gotten older. And that's um, what I've loved about PT and the journey and really figuring out the body. Um, so that's my favorite part of PT. And we have Dr. Corey Ortiz as well on this call or this uh, presentation. So Corey, tell us a little bit about you. So I'm Corey. Um, I've been a physical therapist for about five years now. Um, I also did sports growing up. I was a gymnast. And so that kind of led me down the path of kind of learning more about the body. And I knew I always wanted to do something in healthcare, but I really wanted to be able to make a difference. And I knew that just being a doctor, like they just don't have the time to spend with patients. So the really awesome thing about being a PT is I get to really dive deep into what's going on with people. Yeah. That's my favorite part too. That's exactly why I didn't want to become a doctor. I was like, they only spend like <laughs> 10 minutes with you. Yeah. 
So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about why pain pills, medication, and injections um, don't always work as well as surgeries. We're gonna get into three tips that you can implement today to reduce your pain. Um, why MRIs and imaging lead you down to more unnecessary procedures. Why massage does not always help because the pain returns within a few hours to a day. Um, and what most healthcare providers miss in treating this area. Also why arthritis is not your problem or source of, of your pain more than likely. Um, there are times when that's the case, but more often than not, that people get diagnosed with arthritis and, um, and they feel like that's all that they can do. There's nothing that they can do and they're just going to be on medications. And it's not true. We've seen people all the time where it's really not arthritis that's creating some of their problems. So I always like to say where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the pain is located. Um, and we're going to talk about that today, especially with the head, neck and, um, and shoulder. And then I want to make sure that you guys stay tuned in. So everyone that is live on this, um, we have a special offer for you for joining us live. So some of the causes of neck and shoulder pain, you know, I always say the first thing that you have to look at is your mobility. And what does that mean? It's really the, how does your neck move? How does your shoulder move? How does your thoracic spine move? They all move differently. And if one of them's not moving very well, then you're going to get some compensation. You're going to have problems. Um, also repeated movements and our movement habits also create our problems. So once we kind of check mobility, then we get into kind of what are we doing repeatedly that might be creating some of our problems and, and how can we um, adjust that or come up with a game plan for that. Um, muscle tightness between the shoulder blade is also usually just a symptom. That's like my big telltale sign. Had a conversation with a potential client that was coming in. The doctor said he had um, he needed surgery because he had a labral tear um, in his shoulder. And my question to them was like, well, where do you feel your pain? And their first response was between my shoulder blades. I'm like, no, don't have a, don't have a surgery for a label repair. Um, there's absolutely a component that's happening within those ribs. The ribs don't move, which creates the tightness and the protection, um, which is also why massage does not work because the, the tissue is just the symptom. And then difficulty raising your arm fully painful down the side, the side of your arm is also possibly a spine issue. Um, Corey, what else would you add? Um, like you mentioned, especially the repeated movements things, like that's part of what we're diving in to see what's going on because there's so many things, even little tiny things that you would think aren't an issue can cause a lot of problems throughout the day because they're so repetitive. Yeah, big, big time. I mean, that's one of the things we'll talk about it um, down, down the, towards the end. <clears throat> one of the things that we look at that a lot of other healthcare providers don't is looking at your daily lifestyle because what you do daily repeatedly is part of the problem. Um, and that is a piece of the puzzle that needs to be addressed. So some of the types of headaches, um, I wanted to do a slide on this because um, I think, you know, for our clients that have headaches, it's very frustrating for them because often they are told that, that they, doctors don't believe them that they even have a headache because they've tried the medications and nothing has worked and everything that the doctors are throwing at them is not working. And again, you know, 
you have to get to the source of what is going on. Otherwise you're not, you're going to be frustrated. And so these are like kind of the big broad categories. And the first one is mechanical. And this is something when something's not moving correctly in the neck or the thoracic spine that creates the muscle tightness that, you know, we'll show you a picture here pretty soon where the muscles come up and they, and they attach to the skull, creating those headaches. And typically when someone has a mechanical headache, they usually can't move. They can't turn one direction compared to the other direction. There's some mechanical things, how the body is supposed to move that just aren't moving. And these people, you know, there's more, more of these people that than, than not. Like there's more people that have mechanical headaches that have been hurting for a really long time that, that literally can be fixed. Um, and often in our office, you know, within a visit or two, they're like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm moving towards the path of getting my life back. Um, I'm actually starting to feel so much better. My energy levels are picking up. And that's when it's, you know, that's the mechanics. When we can start addressing the mechanics, you will start feeling better. The next headache is, is vascular. And these are different. This is when the vessels are constricting and when they constrict, they cause those headaches. And so a lot of questions that I like to ask clients is, you know, you know, can they turn their headaches on and off? Um, so, or, you know, ask them questions like, do you notice that they're, you know, when you exercise or when you run things like that, do your headaches get better or worse? And if they say things like, oh, they feel better when I exercise, you start thinking, huh, there might be a vascular component to that because when we exercise, our vessels open up because we want more blood flow going to, you know, the areas of our body that are working hard. And so when they open up, you feel better. And so that's like first sign of like, who they might have a vascular headache. Other things you start asking is like, do you notice, you know, foods or different things that um, might be increasing your headaches? <clears throat> Sometimes they know they, they're already starting to kind of figure some, some of these things out. So like, if there's something like a lot of times milk is some, something that a lot of people are allergic to. And when you have, when you have allergies and things, your vessels will constrict. And when they constrict, it's going to give you pain and problems. So typically when people have vascular um, type headaches, you're going to have to start working on anti-inflammatory diets, those kind of things, helping, you know, eating a lot of berries, things that will help open up your vessels. And it's possible. Um, it's possible to do that with diet. And so if you're noticing, and that's something that sounds like you, then that that's an area that you need to start looking into, um, trying to get some resolution. The next category, migraines, migraines, are a lot different. They're a lot harder to treat. Um, they're way more intense. They usually have some light sensitivity to it. Um, people like being in those dark rooms and um, they may have some visual changes, although we'll get some visual changes with people that have mechanical headaches as well, but usually migraines are way more intense. Um, with something with a migraine, you're looking for anything that triggers it. And man, it can be anything. It can be foods. It can be something that you're emotion that emotionally triggers it. Mechanical headaches can trigger it, tr can trigger migraines. There's a lot of things that can trigger it and they are way harder to um, treat and figure out. But, you know, as you just keep on, you know, searching and, and listening to your body, you'll, and finding people that might be able to help you navigate that path, um, you can get some resolution on, you know, reducing those migraines and how, and how often you have them. And the last category is red flags. So these are headaches with, <clears throat> that are, um, 
you know, when you have headaches that are making you like nauseous and throwing up now migraines can do that. But if this is not normal for you, you get this unrelenting pain that is worsening. You have an onset of headache with other health conditions. You have neuro symptoms with your headaches. These are some red flags where you need to get this, this checked out. Um, we need to make sure that there's nothing sinister going on. Um, like tumors or things like that. So those are the things that you would look for when you look at the types of headaches. <clears throat> so here's the anatomy on why neck issues, why thoracic issues create those shoulder issues. As you can see here, we have our, our scapular, um, our scapulas right here. And what that has to do is that has to glide over the ribs. And if you can't glide over the ribs because the ribs aren't moving very well, your shoulder blade will end up being more to the outside, which rounds out that shoulder, which also, which will create some shoulder issues. If you're doing things, you know, using your shoulder a lot repetitively, you don't even have to use your shoulder a lot repetitively and have shoulder pain. Um, so that's where the thoracic spine is an issue. You can also have issues up in the neck. Um, that can create issues because all you'll see in a second, all these muscles can come up through here. And if there's some tightness through here, you're going to get protection. And if, if there's muscles attached up here that come down here, they also aren't going to allow, allow things to move. Here's a quick story. We had a patient that literally um, was going to have rotator cuff surgery. And I begged her not to have it. I was like, please come in and see us. She had done stem cell on her shoulder. She did PT on her shoulder. She did acupuncture. She did massage. You name it, she did it. So the doctor's like, nope, we've got to go and 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 do you know a rotator cuff repair. So she did that. And five months later, she's still having issues lifting her arm up. She barely can lift it. She's doing PT four days a week. She's having to stretch hours before coming in to to work. And she literally was just surviving to work to go back home. And Finally, I just told her like, when you hit your low point, come in. Cause someone is missing something. And, you know, it was interesting because she didn't even have that much neck issues. Like her neck wasn't, um, you know, was moving pretty good, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to rule it out just to make sure that's my first step. And so we went and we ruled out the neck and I took her in and did some kind of neck retractions and put her into some extension just to get the neck moving. And I kid you not within five minutes of doing that, her range of motion improved 80%. It was crazy. Her pain levels reduced. Her shoulder problem was coming from her neck. And once we addressed that, and then about probably six, seven weeks later, you know, we were, we were progressing her exercises, doing the strengthening. She was back fully in, in eight weeks. She was back to her life was back again. And she'd been dealing with this for two and a half years. It it's crazy. Corey, what other things do you have to add? Um, you talked about the ribs, but even, and we'll see it in the next slide too, but the, that first rib that sits up there, it can cause a lot of issues too. Um, people don't even realize how high up that first rib is. Um, a lot of people will come in not even being able to turn your neck. And after we work on that rib, their neck mobility increases a ton. Um, so it, it's, interesting to educate people on just that rib area and how that can affect things too. Yeah. And when that first rib pops up, your shoulder pops up as well. So you that one shoulder will be higher than the other. You almost can tell instantly that, yeah. okay, there's something there going on. Um, yeah. The body is interesting, which is why I love it because 
you literally, and sometimes it's not just one area. It's, it can be multiple areas that we have to look at getting mm -hmm. moving. But when we start opening everything up, people feel amazing. So I love this because it's a video. So this is going to be how we're going to show you. I'll just play it while I'm talking all the muscles that are kind of attached to everything. So if something is not moving, what happens is, is those muscles are going to tense up and protect, which is why um, you'll have issues with like massage not working, but you can also see how all the muscles are attached up into the skull. So if you have tightness down lower, you're going to have attachments up here that are going to be pulling in this area. So sometimes, you know, we've got to work, we've got to look at the whole body. We've got to look how the upper neck moves, how the middle neck moves, how the lower neck moves, um, how the ribs move. They're all kind of connected, but so are those muscles and those muscles tighten up for protection, which creates that sense of pulling on the head or pulling in the shoulder where we tend to be a little bit more rounded in that front part of that shoulder. What else would you add, Corey? Yeah, I mean, like you could see in the the little video there, there's so many muscles, so many layers and layers and layers of muscles. So it, it, it could be any number of the muscles that are tight just because maybe your neck wasn't moving the right way or your rib wasn't moving the right way. So it becomes this like pain, spasm, pain kind of cycle, just constant guarding, not moving. So that's what we're there to figure out. Like what is not moving? What do we need to um, release and how do we get you feeling better? Yep, exactly. So why medications injections do not work? I love this slide because, you know, we feel pain really, I say five ways, but we'll talk about the first three because that's more um, of what we look at. So you have mechanical pain, you have thermal pain and you have chemical pain. So thermal pain would be like burn some burns. Let's take those off, off the plate. Now, chemical pain would be like, I twisted my ankle and it swelled up and you have that aching, throbbing, throbbing, constant pain. And chemical pain, that's when you can treat chemicals. So these are like, again, you gotta look at all, all the categories. Chemical pain does not come and go. So if your pain comes and goes, or if you rest your shoulder and you're like, I don't have pain, but when I move my shoulder, I do, that's not chemical pain. If your pain can... Um, can reduce on its own and then it increases or you can change your position to make it better and worse, that is not chemical pain. That's more mechanical pain. And that's what, but if you can understand those pieces, you're going to understand that if it is mechanical pain, the injections are not going to work. Now you can have chemical and, and mechanical pain at the same time. And there's times when we have to have injections to calm things down so that we can actually address the mechanical part of it. But more times than not, by the time someone gets to us, they've tried everything, nothing's really worked. Most of the time it's, it's mechanical pain. Cause when you have chronic pain, it's not chemical. Um, it's, it's more mechanical and it's trying to figure out what is going on. So if you get the again, if you get the wrong categories, you literally are, are, are just treating a symptom. And the other ways that we feel pain are autoimmune. And those are a little bit different. Um, also emotional. These are a little bit different. So a lot of times what we find in our autoimmune type pains is there's no patterns. When you have mechanical pain, it's very patterned. Um, we see things, we see patterns all the time. And so when we see those, it's like, yep, this is very normal. Um, autoimmune is not like one day it can be um, you know, it's just, it's just very, it's variable. If you start noticing, like I'm in, 
things are improving from a from a objective standpoint, but the pain is still is still there. Um, then I start asking different questions like, you know, are you noticing that you have some stomach issues like bloating, um, having a hard time going to the bathroom, you know, some of those gut health type issues. A lot of times when, when you have these random options and nothing is no, there's no patterns that are making sense. These are some of the questions I start asking. And a lot of times they'll start saying, yes, um, I do. Um, or they're, they're super fatigued too, because of the autoimmune type conditions, um, they've gone to many doctors, gotten many of testing and nothing comes back. Um, everything comes back normal. It's very common because you have to be really, 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 really sick in order for anything to kind of come back. But when we notice some of these things, then we start getting you to other people that can kind of help address your gut health and diet, which can make a huge difference in that area. And then the other way that we feel pain is emotional pain. And these, um, these are interesting as well. So they'll have mechanical pains and we can improve the objective piece of it. Everything's like you go in, it's like, I, I couldn't, you know, move my arm. And then now I, now we fix everything. I can move my arm, but they're still getting some pain. Um, you're like, this is really weird. All their objective measures are improved. Everything that hurt them before, um, we can do in the office and it doesn't hurt them anymore, but yet they have, they still get pain. And so then I have to start asking questions like, well, when does this happen? Oh, well, when I'm driving to work, I will get pain every morning. Okay. What's happening at work. And then all of a sudden you start diving into a few things, or you'll also hear things where they'll, they'll tell you that they go on vacation, all their pain went away. But as soon as they got back from vacation, their pain came back. So they got out of that area that creates that emotional component to it um, and they felt fantastic. And so again, these are things that we're going to have to address because if we are addressing mechanical pain with an autoimmune condition, with an emotional condition, then we're not going to get anywhere and patients will be very, very frustrated. So it's really understanding the whole body to, to figure some of those pieces out. Corey, what else would you add? Yeah, going back to like the the top three ways or top two, I guess we feel pain, the mechanical and the chemical pain. I like to give the analogy to my patients about a door hinge. So thinking of your body like a door hinge, if that door hinge is hanging oddly and you're not able to open it and close the door all the way, that's kind of what your joints are doing. So if you took like WD-40 and sprayed it on that door hinge, like a steroid injection would be it's not gonna fix the door hinge. It's still not gonna move in the right way. So we gotta get to the source of, if it's truly mechanical, we gotta get you moving the right way or those injections, they may work for a short period because you may have a little bit of inflammation just cause things aren't moving, but it's just gonna come right back. Yeah. So why does surgery lead to frustration? So again, um, we, have, we see people all the time that are gonna have neck surgery, or if you're given a, a diagnosis of like, we're going to do subacronial decompression of the shoulder. I don't know anyone that that's really helping that people are just, I mean, all they're doing is opening up the space and not really getting to kind of why it's happening. Um, and you know, we've had many people that had surgery for that and I'm like, God bless. And you're not really telling them cause you don't want to throw the, the doctor underneath the bus that you know, we're going to work on your neck too, because your neck, you know, definitely has some issues. And all of a sudden you're working on their neck and their shoulders feeling a lot better. And you're like, mm, not, not surprised because it was a neck issue. Again, rotator cuff surgery. Um, we have had clients that, um, we're going to have rotator cuff surgery that 
we were able to pull him out of rotator cuff surgery because literally there, it was a thoracic spine issue or a neck issue. We've had people that did rotator cuff surgery. And like I shared with you before, and they wish they never would have had it. They wish they would have come in. It's always best to get to someone that really truly understands the body before you decide to have surgery because you can't take the surgery back, but you can go in and have an evaluation for someone to kind of look at things in a different way to see if they can help you get, you know, full resolution, partial resolution, whatever the case may be, it's best to do that first because something that's, that is non-invasive is not going to, it's not going to damage anything. Um, having surgery potentially can, and it may not be what's actually really going on. What else would you add? Um, yeah, I mean, having surgery, a lot of times the surgeons don't even tell you the recovery process that's involved with that. Um, I mean, people don't realize you literally can't use your arm. It has to be in a sling and you can't move it by yourself for like eight weeks. Um, but beyond that, just even the healing process, you're still not able to fully functionally use your arm. So I don't, I personally don't know why you'd want to go down the surgery route without trying a more conservative approach first. Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell you, um, many of our clients have gone to other physical therapy offices, um, and have tried therapy and it did not work. Like one of my patients that we were able to avoid that rotator cuff surgery, literally when I'm having a conversation with her, she's like, well, I already went to PT and it didn't work. And I'm like, well, let me guess what you did. You did rotator cuff exercises, rows, like strengthening for the shoulders. She goes, yeah. And I said, anything else? Nope, that was it. And I was like, I can kind of do these at home. And I'm like, yeah, they they focused on the shoulder, but they didn't focus on like, well, why is the shoulder hurting? And when I asked her, you know, where's all your pain? And she said, well, I do have some pain between my shoulder blades. I go, interesting. I said, how long has that been there? She goes, well, it all started there. And I was like, huh, even more interesting. I was like, I think we can actually help you. So like, you just have to get to a place that really understands the body. And when you can find that, then your life is so much better. Um, Because let me tell you, your time and your money is, is it's worth something. It's worth getting to someone that can, will sit down and listen to you and understand you um, versus just going to, to place after place after place and no one's listening and, Um, And then all of a sudden now the doctors want to do surgery on you. So here's another patient that had um, basically had neck pain and, um, and shoulder pain for years. And literally um, she, that shoulder pain turned into pain down into the elbow. And then it went and turned down into the thumb. And then because of all the tightness, she ended up having a trigger thumb. Every single doctor wanted to do surgery on her trigger thumb. And so when she came in, I sat down, I was asking her some questions and I'm like, okay, so give me like how everything starts. Cause well, I used to have pain in my shoulder and my shoulder and my neck. And then it went to my elbow and then it went to my thumb. And I went and I said, interesting. She had no strength in her thumb whatsoever. And I showed her the pathway, the nerve pathway of the C6 nerve. And I said, I bet that this is coming all coming from the neck. And I bet the tightness in your trigger finger is happening because you had, you've had pain there for so long that everything's tightened up, creating that, that issue. I said, so let's just start with the neck. And sure enough, we started doing some neck exercises and, um, she goes, oh my God, my thumb pain is almost gone. And her strength in her thumb started coming back pretty quickly. Um, and she was like, holy cow, this was amazing. And now 
it took a little bit of time to get it to stick. And then we had to work on getting her thumb to kind of start moving again, but she no longer has trigger finger, no longer has pain into her shoulder or her neck. She comes in for tune-ups here, there. We haven't seen her in a while, um, but she knows how to manage everything and she feels fantastic. Um, and every single doctor wanted to do surgery on her thumb, which no one ever, no one ever wanted to connect the dots. So MRIs, why do they lead to more procedures? So when you look at the research on MRIs, they're not great. Um, they literally, uh, I mean, if you take just globally, looking at all the research and kind of putting it together, um, if you took 100 people that had no pain whatsoever, 60 to 80% of them are going to show pain. <clears throat> I mean, are going to show, are going to show um, rotator cuff tears to, to neck um, <clears throat> Sorry, I have an itch in my throat. They're going to have rotator cuff tears to herniated discs to disc degeneration. They're going to have all these, these issues, but yet they're pain-free. They can do everything. They have no problems. So what happens is, is when you go and take someone and you image them because they have pain, you're probably going to find something, especially, you know, as we get older, more things will show up because as we get older, we get more wear and tear. It's kind of like, I always like the analogy of we get wrinkles on our face um, as we get older. It's just a part of aging process. Well, we get wrinkles on our bones and that's the degeneration and wear and tear that we see um, in these imaging. And that's just normal aging process. So is it really that that's creating your pain or is there something else? And I, like I said, at the very beginning where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is. So if you have pain in your shoulder, but your problem, problem is somewhere else, you literally are going to have, like, they're just going to image the shoulder and that's not where your problem is. And so, um, it leads you down to way more procedures because a doctors only have about 10 minutes with you. Um, they talk to you, move you just a little bit. Let's do an image. Oh, this is what I found. Let's start with an injection. Here's some medications. Oh, that didn't work. It didn't last. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and have surgery. And that's kind of what's happening, um, right now in our medical system. What would you add, Corey? The other thing, you know, images, they, they can be good when they need them, but the thing with images, sure, it gives you a picture of something, which you're most likely going to find something when you take an image, but it doesn't tell you how you're moving. It's just a 2D, sometimes 3D image, but you're not seeing how your body's moving around that spot. What's causing that spot is, you know, it, it, it's a very, very small piece, but we don't necessarily need them to do what we're doing. We need to see how the body moves and what, how you're reacting to the movements. Yeah. And, and when you image you, you're, you're literally lying on your back. You're not even loaded or, or right. anything. And a lot you're of not times doing anything I, functional. Exactly. And a lot of times I tell clients too, like if it, you know, if your doctor wants to do this, you need to ask him what is it, how is this going to change my treatment? Like if, if it's not going to change anything and they just want to look at it, I wouldn't do it. It's a waste of your money. You can spend your money on other things that are going to be way better for you than to spend money on an MRI. Because if they don't really know, you know, what, you know, what we're looking at or like that, that's going to change the treatment that you're going to do, then it doesn't, doesn't make a difference. Like you don't need to go in just to look at something, but if it is going to, if they're looking at like, yeah, you know, there's something, you know, you have some red flags going on. 
um, that, you know, we just want to check it out. Like that's totally different. Like, you know, if, if you have, or, you know, you fell on the shoulder and you can't move it. Well, that, you I mean, that may warrant it because maybe, maybe you do want to go and find out and see, you know, what kind of what's going on to try, you know, something a little bit more conservative before surgery, potentially like, um, Corey, talk about your, your client that actually had a shoulder problem. Um, that yeah. Did. So, um, he actually didn't even do anything crazy it was just, you know, washing his car and then couldn't lift his arm all of a sudden. So, you know, he's wondering what happened, what's going on. And so he came in to see us, he was thinking about getting an MRI, he came in to see us. And um, he definitely could not lift his arm, he could not lift it at all. But looking into it further, you know, he could still if I put his arm in a certain position, he could hold it in that position. So he still had strength in the arm. Um, but long story short, he ended up getting an MRI anyway, just to make sure nothing crazy happened, but he probably didn't uh, need to necessarily. He actually came in today and he lifted his arm all the way up over his head after doing some exercises with us, working on positioning. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a peace of mind sometimes, but the money that's wasted on it, sometimes it's just, it's just not necessary. Um, Again, trying the conservative approach is always going to be better until, you know, there's red flags or anything like that. Absolutely. So some of my top three tips, these are things that are common things that we give our clients um, when they have some of these issues. So they're definitely things to try. So first is like neck retractions. <clears throat> this is starting to move the neck. It moves the upper neck a little bit different than the lower neck, but it, they're great exercises. So my cue that I like to give people is, is like, think of someone's coming in for a kiss and you don't want the kiss. And you're like, no, um, that's exactly, that's exact motion. Um, I can remember doing a course like a long time ago and someone gave me those cues. I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect. Because sometimes trying to teach someone to do neck retractions um, where they're just bringing their chin in, um, is so difficult. They like start looking down, they start looking up. But when they, when you do that cue, like pretend like someone's coming in for a kiss, you're like, and you don't want it. You go, no, you literally retract just like that. And doing eight to 10 of them every couple of hours, starting out just to start getting some things move, moving. Um, you can always, you know, if there's, if it's just pain between your shoulders, you can always check your, your neck range of motion, do a few of them and recheck your neck range of motion to see if you get some improvements. Same thing with shoulder range of motion. If you have some issues where you're like, I can't raise it quite all the way up, you can do um, so a few neck retractions and then retest your shoulder to see if you get some improvements. Because sometimes you can get improvements pretty quickly. And then thoracic extensions, probably one of my favorite stretches to do. <laughs> I do these all the time. Um, so thoracic, the, a lot of times what happens in the thoracic spine, because we're on the computer and we're always like bending to pick things up, we're always rounding out the upper thoracic spine. And again, when that happens, those ribs kind of will get kind of stuck out. So it makes it hard for those ribs to kind of come in. So when our shoulder blade comes down through it, those ribs have to come in. So when we do a towel roll, we're basically getting those ribs to kind of move in and start stretching it. And you'll feel it. Sometimes this will take your breath away <laughs> when you start out. And if you put your hands behind your head, you'll literally get a 
um, an even more, a bigger stretch by doing that. And so laying over this, this, you know, holding it for three minutes, doing it a couple times a day also will help improve some of those symptoms. And then posture and positioning. Like I said, we're always at the computer. And when we're always rounded, our head comes forward, our shoulders will round out. This is a problem when we look at the computer. And so when that happens and we're there day after day, year after year, we start having more issues within our, within our spine. And so this, this will eventually give us problems. We see it all the time, every day, all day, all day, but there's the thing called like a lumbar roll where you can stick it behind your back. And that's going to allow you to sit in a much better position. It makes our shoulders come down. So you number, um, Corey was talking about that first rib. A lot of times when we're rounded shoulders, that rib is elevated towards, you know, our, our shoulders are elevated towards our ear, which also will elevate that rib, creating a lot of problems. And that usually will give you pain, like in that upper part of that trap that people are always wanting to rub because they hurt so bad, posture-related type stuff. Phone, oh my gosh, how many times do we see people, even kids looking so far down on their phone and, and they're like that for a really long time. You can literally take your arm underneath your other arm and hold your phone. And this can keep your phone in a much better position for your head to, to, to basically be using your phone in that, that way. And so these are all positioning and posture things that will really help to keep things not hurting as bad. You know, I like to always give the analogy of the finger analogy if we hold our finger back and we hold it back, it doesn't matter if we do mobilizations or if we do injections or soft tissue or strengthening. If we don't fix pulling our finger back, we're going to continue to have problems within that joint. And that's kind of the same thing. If you don't fix your postures and your positions every day on what, what you're doing, then this is also going to give you um, some problems. What else would you add, Corey? Yeah, I mean, this is just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Like you can sit at a desk every day. I mean, you do as a kid through school, get to a job, you're sitting at the desk all day at your job. Um, and it's never bothered you until one day it just you can't handle it anymore. It's it's the simplest thing, but just making changes in your posture can make a huge difference. So what do other healthcare providers miss? Um, and again, it goes into the biggest one is lifestyle changes and posture habits. So once we kind of figure out kind of what's going on and understanding what's going on, then we have to go into what are your daily things that you do a lot of, or what are the things that, gosh, when I do this, it hurts. We have to start adjusting some of those things. Otherwise it's, it's going to take you a whole heck of a lot longer to heal. Um, and people don't realize this. So when we go in and we talk to clients and we're like, you're going to have to limit this for the short term so that you can heal. Cause it's kind of like stabbing that wound. If you stab the wound and you keep on stabbing the wound, even though we're putting everything and, you know, like, you know, stuff over it or we're putting a bandaid over it or whatever the case may be, may be to like help it healing, but we keep on stabbing the wound, we're never going to get better. So what are the things that you're doing throughout the day that's stabbing the wound that's not allowing you to, to get better? And we have to change those because if we don't, you're not going to get better and you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated with us. <laughs> We've seen clients that are like this at times. We're like, why are you not doing the exercises and why are you not changing some of the things that we're 
we're telling you to change just for the short term. Um, only looking at the side of the pain is another thing. They only go to the shoulder and that's all that they're going to look at. They're not looking at the whole big picture. Very, very, very common, common with doctors, common with other physical therapists. Um, they don't have time. Um, we, we see it all the time. Only looking at the injury one, one way. So like a massage therapist will go in and they'll just only do a massage and only work on the tissues. Well, why are the tissues tight? Like we've got to look at everything. We've got to look at you know, how do the joints move? Why are the tissues tight? What are the patterns that, that we need to look at that you're, that you're doing that is creating some of the problems? Um, PTs can be, a, a, can do this all the time. They only look at the strengthening piece of it. They're not looking at like, okay, let's get to the source of it and, and get everything moving and then go to the strengthening. They only, they only do that, only do the strengthening piece of it. And then you have the injections. They doctors only look at the chemical piece of it, potentially if that's even what what where there's a problem. And they they only do injections and they don't look at anything else. So really you've got to look at the 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 injury and the the tissue and and um uh you know ev like in a in in a lot of different ways to really figure out what the source is, is of the problems going on. And that's kind of what we do. And then the last one is they make you feel like um you're on a hamstring wheel. Um, this happens all the time with people. So no one puts all the pieces together. So you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're like, I don't understand why I'm not getting any better. Um, I've tried all these things and nothing's worked. It's because you've only tried this and you've tried this and you've tried this, but no one is looking at the whole body to really figure things out. What else would you add, Corey? I mean, yeah, the basis of all of this is really just looking at the why, like, why is this, why was the PT not working or why were the injections not working? Why is your body not moving? We got to get to the why to really figure out how to start making you better. And the lifestyle changes are just a huge part of it too. They really are um, because we can do everything in the clinic. Like you said, um, like bandaging the wound, you know, doing all of that. But if, if you just go home and you keep doing the same habits you did, it's just, it, it's not going to get better. So we really, try to encourage you to just make some changes and they can really make a huge difference. And some of those changes are like, we've had people that, you know, still want to exercise or do things. And some of the oh, changes yeah. are after you do this, you need to do this so that this is how you're going to do it. And this is how you're going to manage it. Um, mm -hmm. But really just kind of coming up with a game plan for you. So this is a client that had headache. She had neck pain, she had shoulder pain, and she didn't realize that they were all connected. Um, and it's, it's a crazy story. Um, hopefully we'll get through the majority of it. I think it's a little long. I might fast forward it. Hey guys, I'm so excited to, um, have you guys hear Bobby's. You are someone that's been suffering with like headaches and, um, shoulder pain and neck pain, and you're looking for a solution, then you need to listen to this because, um, that's kind of how Bobby was. And she actually found this in a magazine from one of my articles that I was writing. She was like, oh my God, it sounds like me. Is this, is it really possible that I can actually get some resolution for this? That's amazing. So, uh, so yeah. So Bobby, tell us a little bit about like, um, what was going on, like with your headaches and how long you've had it and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So my headache started, I guess, um, maybe right after I graduated from college and had this job. And so, um, they were constant. They were on my head. They, um, just did, didn't wasn't normal so I went to the doctor what you do and um I was told well you're stressed 
don't be stressed. And I was like, look, I have a really chill life. I'm not stressed. Uh, I'll tell you that I'll take these pills. I grew up in a Jacob Bill, you take a pill. So fine. The problem was, and it never worked. So um, you go to a different doctor and you have the same story, you get the same result. And eventually you just kind of stop talking to the doctor. You kind of give up. You're like, I guess it's where yeah. I live. <laughs> yeah, this is, I guess this is just my new reality. Yeah. Um, so it was very disconcerting, which was a hundred night and day from when you and I, my headaches, you know, because I said, Stephanie, I have a headache all the time. And I, I have a headache that's sometimes tolerable and sometimes intolerable, but they're all, when I told a doctor that, he told me to stop exaggerating. <laughs> oh my and God. When I told you that, you did two really important, really important things that I'm grateful for. One, you said, I believe you. <laughs> I think that you probably do have headaches. <laughs> two, I understand that there's a and physical component to being in pain all the time. And I it. And I was like, someone sees me. <laughs> yeah. And three, and the most important thing I think is you said, this is not uncommon, but I can help you. Yeah. And I went, hmm, let's let's see if you can help me. <laughs> let's see. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think it was funny because I remember having a conversation and you um, went back to your husband and your husband was like, is she a quack? <laughs> was it foo-foo weird? Was, it was foo -foo? there like, yeah, was there the cats? And I was like, no, it was a very professional office. Yes. I also bebopped into the house that first time after my first session and he was like, you seem different. I was like, yeah, I don't have a headache. Yeah, I know, exactly. which is so amazing. It's so frustrating because, you know, your story we hear all the time that, you know, they go to doctors, the doctors literally, I mean, we've had patients that the doctors are like, um, you know, like, yeah, they don't believe you and they want to yeah. send you to like a psych ward or something because the problem is, is that they go and all they want to do is image you and they're like, there's nothing wrong. Like, I don't understand why you're in so much pain and you can't do that. Um, and when you do do that, you misdiagnose people all the time, which happens, which leads them down to what they give you are medications, which is kind of what happens. And you realize that that doesn't work because, you know, we, it's not always, you know, we, we feel pain multiple ways. And I, don't ex I explain this like to you is like, you know, we have mechanical pain and we have chemical pain and we have thermal pain. Thermal pain would be like burns and sunburns, but chemical pain is like that constant throbbing aching i can't change my position it's it i can't do anything to make it better so it's like you have like a kidney infection and that it's the kidney infection that is creating the the, the chemicals and that can help reduce your pain but again you got to get to why the kidney is infected to begin with and that's what we don't do in the medical system which is all the mechanical pain which is how is the body moving you know what parts are moving what parts are not moving how can we put it together because it's all connected um, and that's what people don't realize. And then they all go look at like one area. Um, and that's the one area that I'm gonna look at. I'm like, wait a second. It's it's like you can have issues in the thoracic spine and their upper neck totally moves fine, but it's the thoracic spine that's creating some of the headaches. And you can have stuff that's upper and you can have a combination and and it creates shoulder, like it's all connected. And um people don't wanna don't wanna connect the dots. They don't wanna critically well, think. 
absolutely. It's very interesting that you said that because I was having shoulder pain and I had no idea that they were connected. Yes. So I was going to a chiropractor and for my shoulder pain, not working. I mean, it felt great in the moment. Yeah, but it comes back. That's the next piece because you guys got the gist of of kind of what what's going on. So what do you take from this um, is that most injuries don't require surgery or medications. Um, we've helped save people from having neck pain and shoulder surgery all the time. Um, most of the time, no one gets the source of your problem or why it's happening. Um, MRIs and x-rays do not help in guiding treatment or resolving neck pain and shoulder pain. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, they are needed, but more times than not, you can save your money and use it for something else that, that can actually help you. Um, seeing a specialist to help figure out where the source is coming from is huge. Like if you really can get to someone that understands the body, they're going to be able to navigate it and help you. We literally had a client that was like, I Googled and YouTubed all these exercises and it didn't help. And I really wasn't sure that physical therapy would help, but I couldn't believe that it did. And I'm like, that's because we see stuff. We we're, we're the specialists. We understand it. We can kind of help navigate this for you and see kind of what's going on to help guide you through the whole process. It, it really does make a difference if you can get to the right person. Um, and then really ultimately what I want for you guys is to just understand that there's hope that you can get back to living your life again and doing the things that you love to do. It is possible. There are times when people do need surgeries. Um, and we do see, see this from time to time, but honestly, I think we send people to surgery, maybe two people per year, um, in our office to surgery. It doesn't happen very often. Um, which is also something that gives people a lot of hope. We get a lot of people that walk out of our office and say, I never thought that I was ever going to be able to get back to living my life again. Um, and honestly, that's like why I loved what I do because to be able to impact people's lives that way is huge. And I know Corey says the exact same thing. So we do have some special offers. Um, we do have a free neck and shoulder assessment. Um, that we can kind of do for you guys. And this is really to help you make a better decision about your health and the direction that you want to go into. And the, for those of you that um, um, want to come in for an evaluation that are on this talk, we um, will give you $100 off the evaluation price if you get something scheduled within like the next 15 days. It doesn't have to be like in those next 15 days, but just getting something scheduled. And we have another success story. This was um, another client and he was having difficulty throwing the baseball with his son. And I can remember seeing him and I was like, um, I ruled out his neck and I'm like, nope, that didn't do anything. And then I decided, well, I'll go to his shoulder. Uh, maybe that's what it is. And, and literally I was like, God, that's not working either. And so finally I was like, you know what? He started telling me about pain between his shoulder blade. And I was like, you know what? I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm, let me go into the shoulder blade and just make sure that nothing is, is moving. And now I go, now when I treat people, I go neck thoracic and then to the shoulder, but I didn't with him. I used to go neck, thoracic, neck, shoulder, and then to the thoracic spine. And as soon as we started adjusting his thoracic spine, he literally, his range of motion improved. He was able to play baseball with his kid and having no problems. So you, again, it's just having someone that can understand where everything is kind of coming from and helping you navigate that is, is really key. And again, we have several options. Um, again, if you want to do a free neck and shoulder assessment, 
definitely make sure that um, you'll get an email that'll come to you um, to sign up for, for that. And then if you, again, want to come in for that full evaluation, you decide that's what you want to do, we'll give you $100 off if that's scheduled in the next kind of 15 days. So that is the end, but I do want to, before I get into some questions, because I know I have a couple here, um, I want, um, our next event is fantastic. We have a doctor, um, she goes by Rita, Dr. Rita Reddy, and she is a rheumatologist and she also is fellowship trained in integrative medicine and lifestyle medicine. She's fantastic. And we're going to be talking about, you know, staying fit for life, a guide to staying healthy and active as you age. And, um, we'll, I'll be talking more about like the aches and pains and how you can keep those away. We also have an amazing new piece of machinery called the shockwave. Um, it's a regenerative type type therapy that's non-invasive on really getting, um, some of those tissues to things that have kind of created some degenerative changes to really almost kind of re-injure those areas to bring blood flow to, to allow things to heal. So we're really excited to start using some of these things to help keep you guys active and healthy. Um, we'll talk about how to improve your energy levels um, and, and, and improving your sleep as we get older, how arthritis is not always where your pain's coming from and how, and taking a multidisciplinary approach to that. She'll talk a lot about that too, how nutrition can help keep our body more balanced um, and then just really, you know, I like to encourage people that, that, you know, they don't have to slow down as you age. It may look a little bit different, but you don't have to feel like you're going to have to slow down as you age. So that's an event coming up. So be looking for some of those emails to come out. So questions. Um, I know I have a couple, let me go with the first one. Um, how do you prolong a total reconstructive surgery on your shoulder? So you know, without seeing everything, it's, um, I would, I would approach it very similar to what I'd approach with, with anything else. Like if you can keep other areas of your body more mobile, it's going to allow the shoulder to sit in a much better position. So again, if your shoulder, if your ribs are really rounded and that shoulder's more in the front, it's going, to, it's going to be, and the shoulder's going to be in a position that it doesn't like to be in. And it could be, we've seen it before where it can literally create almost another like kind of socket <laughs> in there because it's been like that for a while. So the best things that I would say would be working on kind of the posture, making sure the neck's moving, making sure the thoracic spine is moving. If we can kind of keep you in that good posture, then I'd start working on some strengthening things that would in that posture, you know, what, whatever's kind of tolerated um, to keep everything moving. Um, you know, I always say the body has an amazing ability to heal. And a lot of times you can get things to improve. Um, it's just hard to know without, without, um, seeing anyone, uh, you know, without asking more questions and understanding everything and, and seeing how everything kind of presents. But those are the things that I would look at. Um, Corey, what else would you look at? Um, I mean, basically everything you talked about there, it's, it's hard to, you know, know exactly what to do without doing a full evaluation to see how things are moving, but just working on the mobility portion first, you know, if things aren't moving the right way, we've got to get them moving the right way. And then once that happens, adding strengthening on to just keep, um, you know, the motion and functional abilities that, that you want. Yeah. Our body wants to do what we want it to do. And a lot of times you'll compensate and go around it, which then creates a lot of issues within the tissues. 
Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, it's just kind of looking at, looking at all of that and trying to keep you as functional as possible. Another question I have is, um, another client that asked about, um, just a herniated disc and how that, you know, can physical therapy actually help with something like that? And, um, I'd say absolutely. That's something that, uh, when you have, so like when you look at the disc itself, the disc has rings that go around it and those rings are called annulus, but if everything's intact, which the majority of time, everything is intact. Um, you have kind of like a gel filled is what's in the disc. As we get older, it becomes a little bit more particle filled. But if we're doing repeatedly, like looking down at our phone and always looking down, what happens is we're always bending forward and that moves that gel to the back. And so we've got to readjust the gel to keep everything in much better alignment. And when it keeps on moving to the back, it'll end up damaging those rings and that'll create some irritation, which then creates muscle tightness, kind of protecting that area, um, which also can go into the shoulder. Um, you know, another reason why, you know, the next stuff can go into the shoulder. And so we've got to do things that will start improving, like in, in an extended position to kind of move things back and away from it. You can have herniations out to the side as well. Not as common, but we do see them. Um, you can have herniations out in the front. We have had one client. It's very rare. It's like only 2% of the time, but we, but when, you know, the way he described how he injured himself, I'm like, that totally makes sense. Um, and he needed to do flexion. Um, but depending on like where the material and the disc is located, it presents different for everyone, but usually it's in the back. We've got to move that away. And as you move it away, that area will start healing. And then so will the tissues tightness will start going away because you've kind of fixed, fixed the problem. So anyway, those are all the questions that, that we have, and I'm going to stop the recording. And, um, if there's any other questions, we, with anyone that's left, we will answer them. Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, client relations manager. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you are looking for more information to figure out how to fix your neck and shoulder pain, click on the link below for our neck and shoulder pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists, you can also click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Thank you.